0: And welcome to our truly scrumptious podcast, where we talk food festivals, festival food, foodie friends and friends of the festival. In each episode, we will chat to some of our many friends, our celebrity chefs and bakers, food producers, festival team and other people involved in the festival world. We'll even hear some backstage gossip. It's a huge world. It's a hardworking one and great fun too, although a tad stressful at times. My name is Lottie Duncan. And I'm a food presenter, writer and eater. We want to bring our food festivals to your door, your ears, your living room and most definitely your kitchen. So draw up your chair, pour yourself something scrumptious, take the weight off your slingbacks and join us within the world of food, festivals and foodie types. We are on the last countdown to Tame Food Festival, which is at the end of September. A big event with huge infrastructure and complex logistics, and an often challenging final week or two as things change, move around, and people book late. Events are movable feasts. All your plans at the beginning of the year are often topsy-turvy by the festival itself. It keeps us on our toes and can often lead to a sleepless night or two. As we plunge towards D-Day, I am reminded of the food festival we worked at in June, where we didn't have any of the stresses from putting on the event, we just enjoyed it. The atmosphere, the people, the food, the drink and the sunshine. Here is part two of our trip to Northern Ireland to take part in the Comba Earlies Potato Food Festival. First up, I had a lovely chat with my matey, Paula McIntyre. Hello, Paula. Hello,
1: Lottie. How are you? Welcome to Northern Ireland.
0: oh My <laughs> God, I can't believe you're here. <laughs> um, I've got you to thank you for this gig, actually, because I was saying to you when we were having that chat on the podcast yeah. and you just ago. Oh, I've never been to Northern Ireland, and you said, "Well, come over to Cumber, uh-huh. come to the food festival." Said, so, "Yeah," and then the next thing I know, I'm actually here working, which is uh-huh. just it's even so better. Bloody amazing. Yeah. And I bloody love bloody Northern Ireland. It's bloody lovely. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it's isn't it gorgeous? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise it was as rural. Actually, mm-hmm. it's a really Beautiful room. A bit like Devon, isn't
1: it? You know, when you're driving through it, you know, with the big hedges and the. It
0: is. I said that So we were coming Mm, past all the big hedges, I said that. So, you're really busy here today at the Food Festival. What are you
1: doing? So, I'm doing a couple of demos. You're interviewing me, I think. We'll have a gin and tonic
0: later on. Looking forward to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have a wee gin and yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so do three three demos, and that's and then a wee chat with you, and then oh, yeah. So that's sure, that's. I mean, it's okay, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and these potatoes are quite famous, aren't they? They're
1: really famous. They've got PGA status, same so same as parma ham, stilton cheese. Yeah. Um, we love them, and I think you know it, it's what I love about them. They're just here for about you know a couple of months. That's yeah. it, lottie. Make the most yeah. of them. It's like the Evesham asparagus. Make the most of it. Forget about it. Have a beautiful memory of it, and then wait until next year. And they're just lovely. They're unique spots. You know, they've got a very quite a thin skin, so they. You know that you boil them in their jackets or steam them in their jackets, um, and they've got this lovely nutty flavour.
0: I'm dying mm. to try one actually because mm. I've not eaten one. So I'll be well I'm doing a demo in a bit. I'm doing some uh, salmon pea and mint fish cakes. Yeah. i um, using the the cumber. So I'm going to try one because right. I ha- actually I've never had one. So it'll be really yeah.
1: No, to they're lovely. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So you're you can break your cumber early, cherry. <laughs> That's about <laughs> twelve <you> o'clock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bolt of lightning is ideal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the weather's kept uh, fair. Yeah, I think well.
1: the weather's to be good. Yeah, yeah it's quite uh, muggy lit. and warm actually. It has. Is, it? It's been like this. Uh-huh, it's been quite muggy and warm. Mm. It's great,
0: it's your great when you're a
1: woman of fifty-six and smoggy and warm. It's
0: just fabulous. Just love what, it. Just what, just what you need. What you need. Lovely, darling. Lovely. <laughs> but the flushing. Yeah. Although you know, I've actually discovered the HRT, so I'm a happy bunny now. You
1: and me both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marvellous, marvellous stuff, isn't it? Still, marvellous. Yeah. Marvellous. We
0: could talk about HRT, but we're here for a fifth. No, we're festival, here. It's so a food so fest. Nobody, <laughs> wants <hear> it, <laughs> Nobody wants to hear it, Lottie. Nobody wants to hear but two old
1: menopausal old ladies. <laughs> it's <So> a different <laughs> podcast, darling. It is.
0: Isn't it? <laughs> it it is. It is. A, I was just going to talk to you about your gin as well because you you've got. You're in gin now, and we touched on that when I chatted to you when we were both in our own offices. Yeah, uh huh. And um, I I've heard that it's absolutely amazing and it's out now, and I'm looking forward mm. to trying it later. And I'm looking forward to obviously putting one in my handbag as I as oh, I leave Oh Yes, well. absolutely. So tell yeah. me about it, tell me about
1: your gin. So this came about. We have a lovely um, young couple who make gin on the north coast, so they're only in their twenties, but just not that long at university called James and Martha, and they have a the basalt distillery, so it's all they, they have a the distillery is near the Giant's Causeway, so it's basalt rock and they have a 600 foot boat hole that goes into the ground and it's into basalt rock and they bring out this beautiful clear water, so that's that's the first unique thing about their gin and my gin, their gin's called uh, Giant's Basalt Gin and it's beautiful, but it's a, a different flavour profile. But they said to me last year, we've been doing things together. You know, we've been meeting up, and they said, would you like to do a collaboration? And I sort of thought they meant would I do a dinner with them or something. <laughs> they said, oh, we'd like you, you know, we'd like to make a gin. And I thought, right, okay. So it was their idea and their idea to call it Paula McIntyre Gin because I'm not that big-headed, as you know. <laughs> but anyway, it's great now. It's lovely to see your name on a gin bottle. Yeah. It's fabulous. So they said, oh, what kind of flavour profile? So do you know the way I, I like gin, but. There's ne- I've never found that gin to, to get to my palate because it's always been too harsh at the back. You know, mm. a lot of them put licorice in and you get that, you know, that harsh, you know, harsh bitterness at the back of your throat. So this one um, has got meadow sweet, which I love. It's in season Lovely. now, so we'll be picking and dehydrating that. gorse. Nutty, so slightly nutty and coconutty, really. When yeah, we we, yeah. we picked a load of gorse, I mean, the first time they said to me we need two hundred and fifty grams, so we went out and I got I picked a big bowl of it, took it back to the car, I weighed it, it was thirty three grams. They said I texted them I may be sometime, <laughs> and I had my hands were ripped off, you know, with the thorns. So it's got gorse, but we put it in and we um we put it into the the into the just left the end of the distillery. We went and had a cup of coffee and a chat and we came back, the whole distillery just smelled of coconut. So you've got gorse, meadow sweet, which is vanilla almondy. There's lemon verbena, which I love. Oh, which just lifts Yeah, it just lifts it all yeah. up. You need that sharpness. Elderflower, which yeah. I also love, and it's yeah. in season at the moment. Uh, a little bit of ginger, because you need something. Most Most gins maybe would be... I suppose pepper, but yeah, I thought we thought the nice. ginger would, the ginger yeah. spice would be like fresh, and that's it. Oh. And then your usual Angelica and. Beautiful.
0: You know, and, and do you recommend it neat? Do you recommend it along um, with ice and a tonic? Ice or? and a
1: tonic and a slice of pink grapefruit is what oh, we have found to be nice. We've done extensive research, Lottie. I bet you have. On, on, on everybody's <laughs> behalf, yes. So, uh, I'm so uh,
0: selfless of you, Paula. Oh,
1: but you know. <laughs> I, I just like to go that extra mile. Yes, I do. Yeah. And and ironically, in the middle of all this, I had a dodgy liver blood result oh. last September, and I've been very abstemious. So my blood um, came back this week, just back to normal again. So, and my... Initial reaction was to go and have a very large gin and tonic too, but I'm doing small, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. small, small amount, small and quality.
0: <laughs> oh, wonder if I can wait to a
1: gallon try. of Bucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to try mm. it later on, and it's just so lovely for you to um to sort of put me forward for this i really appreciate it no no we we,
1: we've we've loved loved uh, they've loved having you you know they've they haven't seen me
0: cook yet Ah. let's face it that that
1: doesn't matter (laughs) that's the least of it The cooking's the least of it. It's Aww. all about the crack, isn't it? It
0: is, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I, on that note, totally, it is all about the crack. All about always. the crack, yeah. All about, and I, can, I just love to be able to say that in your gorgeous, lilting, Northern Irish accent. It's, <laughs> all, about, it's all about the crack. <laughs> Did I do it? It's more
1: southern no. no, so, than that. I'm, I'm very I'm, northern,
0: I'm yeah. Northern, northern. Anyway, all right.
1: Although I had a DNA test, test done recently. I just, you know, those Ancestry ones. Oh, yes, yes. I'm, I'm looking for a recount because it says I'm 80, 80% English. <laughs> no way, Lottie. No so i've sent away to another yeah. company yeah I, I, can't, I can't have that can't nothing that. wrong with being english but you know i have a whole i have a brand here
0: you know i have an, an english and english doesn't come into it i'm from clandy boys state yogurt oh my goodness me their yogurt is something else creamy full of lovely lactic tang and he's an absolute star and we had a lovely chat right, let's talk about
2: your yogurt shall we no problem <laughs> Clandyboy Estate Yoghurt has been going uh, what, about 15-16 years now. Uh, it's based on the estate in Bangor. It was the idea of Lady Dufferin at the time. Uh, she had a herd of Pedigree Holstein and Jersey Cows and was trying to find a way of adding value to the milk so that we could keep the ho- the herd small and, and well looked after rather than massive and farm sort of factory type thing. So. That's where the idea for yogurt. We looked about. There was no one else in Northern Ireland making yogurt at the time, so we thought rather than take business away from some of the ice cream guys, the cheese guys, all that type of thing, we'd come up with something new for Northern Ireland, uh, and that's why yogurt began.
0: And I, I was saying to you earlier on, I judge great taste awards, and uh, the, and I was looking at the description when I had the description today, <laughs> of um of, of your yogurt and. I I thought, that looks familiar. And I think I did judge your yogurt, probably about a couple of weeks ago now. You
2: quid, and we might get a word of the result. (laughs) (laughs) No, The Great Taste Awards and things like that have been brilliant. For us, we started entering it back when we started, more or less 2007, 2008. And we were successful from year one. And it's a great way of getting your name out there, sort of thing. Got a bit of notice from the Tesco, Sainsbury's, Asda's Mm -hmm. of this world. And, you know, that was a good way of of yeah. growing the business at the start, and as I was saying, I, I find it a good way. As we grow, we still enter, and we're trying to make sure we keep the same quality as we get bigger, rather than turning into you know another sort of average food. We want to stay as as high quality as we possibly can.
0: And when you when you um, judge your yogurt, you want that lovely lactic tang. That's so important. And you I mean, it, you really do have that. In we town. we
2: are a yogurt, not a dessert, is yeah. what we would say. We're not after the, the, shouldn't name names, but we're not after that sweet dessert type product. Where We want people to know it's an acidic yogurt. Yeah. And we very much started looking with natural and Greek at the breakfast market. And that's sort of where we came from. Now, we do flavors now, like you're trying the uh, mango and nectarine there. Amazing. And there's a raspberry and white chocolate yeah. and a Madagascan vanilla. So they are a bit sweeter now. But it is it is a, an acidic yoghurt, it's not a sweet dessert.
0: Yeah. And that's what I love about yoghurt. I mean, I, I eat gallons of yoghurt, I love the stuff. And I do love to have that lactic acidity and that balance of creamy and milk. You want to taste the milk as well, you want to taste where it came from.
2: Well, it's, it's one of the things we do, our, our yoghurt is just whole milk yoghurt. We don't add any milk powders, we don't add anything like that to thicken it. Our Greek yoghurt, which is what we're best known for, is a hand-strained Greek yogurt. So we're pumping our natural yogurt into cheesecloth bags and we hang that for an hour and a half, the whey drains out of it, and what's left in the bag is true, authentically strained Greek yogurt. So that's, you know, we had a, a guy in from Queens University a number of years ago, and he was, he was a Greek guy, and he says, my goodness, this is just like home. And in truth, we didn't really know that it was as authentic as, a, as that sort of thing, but that's the way we do it we, we don't thicken with gelatine we don't thicken with anything else it's just whole milk and then a bit of sugar and flavors added if it's the sweetened ones
0: how it should be yeah and this one's lovely. you all enjoyed it so this one's mango
2: yep mango and nectarine yes
0: yeah i thought i got a little bit of peachy nectarine yeah, in there as well yeah. mango nectarine it's so fresh it's and it, fruity yeah oh, it's it, it is just
2: mm. i say the whole milk with a bit of fruit and, and yeah. sugar
0: sometimes they're so masked aren't they with flavorings but with that you have that lovely acidity you have that milky flavor which hangs around on the finish but also you have the fruitiness, and you've got layers of flavor because i can taste both the mango and i can taste the nectarine in there which is clever yeah it's trying
2: to put as little in as possible you know we it's one of the reasons we do whole milk and we don't do low fat when you're doing low fat and people think they're getting something healthier, my opinion is they're not, but they have to add so much to that to try and make it taste like anything. Mm. There's so much sweeteners in it, so much sugar Gone. in it, so much yeah. stabilizers, all yeah. kinds of things. Mm. So it becomes much more difficult to do a good clean product. Mm. So for us, whole milk, not, not being taken away, not being added, but fruit and, yeah. and sweet, you know, sugar. No, and that's, that's simpler. And you do then, as you say, pick up the the true flavours. I have two herds on the farm with Holsteins and with Jersey cows. And obviously the Jersey cows add a bit of extra creaminess to the milk. So why would you be separating that out and getting rid of it? You know, you're keeping the goodness in it. So, you know, it's been the way it's been, you know, from the very start. We did look at pure Jersey milk yogurt. And to be honest, that was just too rich and too buttery. Uh, but the blend, the blend of the Holstein and Jersey just gives enough to, to get the flavour without yeah, so being over Thank
0: you so much. It's been a, it's been really lovely to talk Thank to you. you about you and your wonderful cows, the whole time, And they're so beautiful as well, the Jersey cows, with their long
2: eyelashes. Yeah. Well, if you're travelling about over the next couple of days and want to call in, yeah, we're not we far away. Well. That yeah. would be
0: good, John. That's what we're going to pop in. We're going to do on a whole dry brown so it's yeah, lovely no, seriously do yeah that would be lovely thank you so much okay. Brian can we thank put your you. hands together please for Brian Boggs thanks <laughs> that's my wife yeah
2: I was going to say is that your wife <laughs> you my, eat, no I'm leaving <laughs>
0: do you eat lots of yoghurt too a good lady
2: <laughs> Wonderful. okay thank you
0: Laura Bradley from Indie Food they have an amazing shop here and one in Belfast she bought some cheese to the sofa hello well, that was delicious Lovely to speak to you. So, um, you were telling me earlier how you started. So, should we just you know, chat about this? You and Johnny. What yeah, Johnny, yeah. To start Johnny with? originally,
3: yeah, yeah. Johnny by himself, um, doing a bit of travelling around Ireland and kind of seeing all this wonderful local produce and just wondering kind of why he couldn't get his hands on it at home. Because, like, Johnny's a Cumber boy, like, he's from Cumber and thought, why isn't it accessible? Why can't I get my hands on all this tasty food from Ireland? and thought right well i'm gonna set up a market stall and get all the stuff in and i we probably discovered to his detriment that that's not how it works like you can't just buy food and expect people to arrive and buy it so a website came shortly afterwards and then kind of the the opportunity for a pop-up shop which was in cumber here and then kind of the rest history it all just kind of gathered momentum from there kind of onwards onto. You know the shop moving into a bigger shop and then opening one up in belfast as well and the website which is kind of pretty busy for us which ships all over uk and ireland so everyone in britain can get a taste of our great food as well
0: well that's really good to know actually because what i was talking to you about earlier was how uh, i think it was about 2004 i went down to cork and kerry and i did some filming down there and we were talking about all the different producers there because southern irish food was kind of on the rise then everyone was beginning to go oh hold on a minute this is all great and then they were you know they're all in our uh, sort of in our vision a lot more but i i felt now i feel now that northern ireland is now running pretty close behind
3: it is indeed uh, like we've we've kind of taken our time to catch up ireland um has but all of ireland has such a brilliant uh, like such a diversity of food and green green grass, great dairy, really good growing conditions and so many super talented people and it's just taken a little while for those people to kind of learn and get inspired and we've also had a lot of really talented people moving to Ireland so there's a lot of mainly kind of mainly like Irish women that have gone and got like a talented man from another country and dragged (laughs) them back to Ireland. And are now are now here, kind of making great produce as well, well you've got to give which me an is example. exciting. Give
0: me an example of that. So. so,
3: well, we it's actually actually it's a man and a woman, but so one of our cheesemakers, um, the Hickey's up in County Londonderry. So Kevin there went traveling, went around America, met a gorgeous lady, Julie, who was making great cheese, and he thought, God, we need that in Ireland. Like I, I'll marry you and bring you back, and we'll <laughs> we'll start making some cheese. And that that has been going from strength to strength, uh, which is which is very exciting. Is <laughs> did did really that like his cheese.
0: proposal? Yeah, like, like you're gonna make it. a cheese loaf. Yeah. come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on, we'll make cheese. along those lines. <laughs> That's wonderful. And this cheese here, talk about cheese. So we've got this one here. This is a Northern Irish cheese. From- it is. So this is our
3: most local cheese that we're giving out as samples today. This is a young buck. Uh, lots of people have probably probably tried this one. It's made in Newtonard, so like between i gotta say five miles away, but my geography's shocking. It's like this side of Newtonards. Uh, the milk comes from Candy Boy, so just another few miles up the road. And Mike's been making this raw milk, Silton style cheese now for pretty much the same amount of time as us. he kind of started about eight years ago, so we've all kind of grown up together, which is which is super charming and fun. And it's stunning. It's a really, really great kind of creamy blue, lovely marbling, nice and tangy. Like, there's a, barely a cheese board in Northern Ireland without it, or Ireland, and it's sneaking over further field
0: now. He's shipping it to Italy, and
3: yeah, it's great.
0: It's so balanced. It's actually very sweet as well. And it's got none of that sort of astringency from the mold or the blueing. it's just- No,
3: it's still quite young, about three months yeah. old. Mike would age that too, and- yeah. um, we always say that it has like this kind of slight tang of you know there's like foam bananas, like it's that kind of sweetness, yes.
0: which sounds mad. Like, no, but it's, you're right. And also, but that tang, it's just got me. It's tweaking my cheeks in all the right places. That's the only way to describe it. And the edge of my tongue.
3: It's mouth watering.
0: That like, you just need more. So you obviously it's only from Ireland, all the food you, it, you yeah, sell yeah.
3: is only from Ireland. It is indeed, yeah, from north it and is, south. It's
0: amazing and there must be so much choice. There really is,
3: there's more and more every year. There's more people doing more kind of interesting things. Um So cheese would be, our shop in Belfast is a cheese shop, so it is mainly cheese, charcuterie, a few bits and pieces. Our one here in Cumber is kind of everything you need for a really kind of really gorgeous shop. Everything from like we have great breads from Sean who's actually here today, would need improve a really great charcuterie from like from Corndale and they're kind of up the north coast, which is lovely. Um, we have loads of jams, chutneys, stunning chocolates. Um, and pretty much everybody here as well is, is in the shop as well. So, like, you the AP there with his like nitro coffee and the mallow makers with our mallows, like anything anything that's good like yeah. around here we will have You've it like. Got them in yeah, your shop. we've got them and we try and get them as early as possible, you know. <laughs> and we're spoiled you know, we get we get them here and you know they now that we've been around for a while, they come to us quite early, you know, we get to see everybody as they're growing. Again, like, give them feedback if they need it, give them a bit of love and support, and that's what it's about, really, you know, it's I, a real community. Yeah,
0: I totally agree with you, because if someone is starting up, they do, and they're just putting the feelers out there, it's nice to have that support from you and guide them. Exactly,
3: yeah. and give you a wee bit of, kind of, like, like this is pretty good, but this is kind of, like, there's a gap in the market here, like, what, what do you think? Like, if you kind of did this, it'd be brilliant,
0: and... Yeah, it's
3: it's exciting. It's a really good thing to be involved in.
0: Do you find that after lockdown, do you think you've had more producers done? Because a lot of people started businesses up, didn't they? You
3: did. You got quite a few sort of passion projects starting over lockdown and a few people that have sort of ended up with businesses from that. Like one of the um, brewers we've got over in the tent with us today, Chris from Modest. That was a kind of lockdown project. and, And now he's got an exquisite range of beers that you can find everywhere. You know, here, McBride's. And in like off licences all over Ireland, so it is. It's like loads yeah. of bits and pieces like that where people were like, oh, "What am I going to do?" What I do when there was that upsurge of support for local, yeah. because you couldn't like you couldn't, couldn't get couldn't get anywhere, couldn't, get, anywhere, couldn't yeah. get a slot with Tesco's or Sainsbury's. Yeah. You went somewhere local, realised that Tesco and Sainsbury's aren't really all that. Like you're better coming down the street,
0: exactly. and you know kept going from there. It's lovely to speak to you, Laura, and um, I'm sure everybody here knows you exist anyway here in combat because i think there are so many local people here today thank you so much for coming in thank you for bringing that cheese because that was delicious. i'm glad you enjoyed
3: it lonnie it's been great
0: uh, and uh what i I, hopefully i get a chance to pop in because we're here for a few days oh please do if you need need anything at all give me a shout look after you all right thank you big round of applause please for laura thank you kelly from counterculture real bread he knows a thing or two about sourdough so sean over to you Oh my goodness me, look at all this wonderful bread here.
4: So basically, uh, what we're trying to do in the bakery is we're trying to make sourdough products and just not bread but some sweet things as well and a little bit of my background is I started off in hospitality, worked in kitchens for sort of 13, 15 years around Belfast. Um, A bit like everyone else, as you said, working yeah. lockdown, trying to make after the first two weeks of maybe thinking life was great and yeah. not knowing what to do with myself and probably hadn't stopped, you know, we <clears throat> when you work in hospitalities you know yourself like yeah. it's pretty full on and you're at it days and days and yeah. and we made bread in, in, in the restaurants and things that I worked in before. But again, not really much time to develop products and things like that. So after the first sort of couple of weeks of lockdown, we were sort of, we were thinking about what can we do here for the foreseeable future? And I just wanted to be able to bring a better quality bread product back with me to the restaurant, is where I started.
0: And you had the time in lockdown, like we all did, to develop a starter
4: absolutely and i think you know that's probably the thing as well that you know sourdough it takes such a length of time and you know from the initial process of, of, of starting your starter and, and having it in your fridge and having feeding it and going through the, the all the bits and pieces that are involved with actually just making the starter alone to get you into the process before you even start making bread you know and looking after something it's it's just another one of them things it's, yeah. it's you know it's very good so um that's kind of uh, where you start and then try to where you're trying to finish up. So
0: you've got your country loaf here, which so is we have our basic our standard fabi- country here.
4: loaf, yeah. So like yeah. our standard uh, crusty loaf, as most people would sort of classify it probably here in Northern Ireland. You know, the standard crusty loaf. Which, with with that sort of crusty exterior on the outside of it, and that's just generally the loaf that probably when you know, I suppose when people maybe were looking at Instagram through for inspiration and things like that, they found that that was the way that they felt that sourdough bread was meant to look, you know, with the classic ear on the top of it, the the open crumb structure on the inside of it. You know, we want our bread to be light you know that's generally what we're going and that's why we're going for that sort of to try to open up the crumb a little bit so the yeah. bread's just not as heavy um and, and with coming out of that so that, that that type of loaf then took us probably you know well me it took me a year to develop basically through lockdown
0: About that one first. The
4: milk, though. So basically, what I suppose everybody has that, as we say, that classic style of sourdough loaf, the the the, the country loaf with the ear and everything. And what generally I found as well, whenever I was handing out samples to people and your yeah. neighbours and stuff, while you were trying to learn to bake it, the 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 major issue and the major complaint that I would have got back from it is that it can be tough on your teeth. You know when it, you know the crust can be a bit too much for some people, especially yeah. if you don't have your own teeth anymore. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we're, and what we were trying to what I was trying to do then was sort of to look at it something of different textures, but still naturally loving a product, yeah. you know, when I think that the milk bread gives us that as a new product, you know, and it's a little bit softer on the outside, you know, it's very good for making sandwiches with and things like that there, and you know, if you want your kids eating sourdough and you want your kids eating real bread, then I, I think it's a great alternative to the okay. other style of loaf.
0: And then you've did
4: the focaccia as well. And we also did have a sort of focaccia as well, which again a little bit more softer, you know, with, with the olive oil, the extra virgin olive oil and stuff that's going into it. Um, and you know, when we can sort of change our toppings on the for the focaccia to suit the seasons that we're going into. Um, and again i think it just again gives you another a texture it gives you something more of a maybe alongside of a dipping if you're having maybe a platter in the evening time or you're doing you want something to dip in your balsamics and your olive oils and things like that i think that's just that that's a really good alternative super bun- really good char grilled on a barbecue as well oh, if you're nice. barbecuing when you get that char on the outside of it as well just a really just yeah. a good you know even to make it just for bruschetta or something like you know it's good like it's the
0: chew on it. it's amazing chew on it's great like you know I and that's the i think chew. about it
4: you know and that's i think here but you know we do we do like we do like the chew but it's a, it's oh. a good chew whereas sometimes that you find on the on the uh or country loaf, but sometimes maybe your jaws after a wee while just you know, you might just not want to eat a whole sandwich full of it. You know?
0: But I love the chew because yeah. the chew just is it's um, it's mouth filling, but it just makes you really feel satisfied when you're eating it. Absolutely, yeah. So much food that we have nowadays you don't really need to work for, no, but actually, it's good, it doesn't do you any harm to chew. But you've gone sweet as well so, so we it, have yeah so rolls. generally
4: at the weekend out in the bakery Am that's I what we try to, to do absolutely so we have a couple of different flavors here so we just have our sort of regular cinnamon roll again that's made out of a sourdough uh, sort of more of a brioche type of dough uh we have a blueberry and cream cheese and we have a poppy seed and almond and there's sort of the two things that possibly change around sort of again maybe season to season if we can change the flavors of things um uh, but again i think it's just you know um i think uh, what people When you talk to people about sourdough, you know, about sourdough, people initially think that sourdough is a bread, when in fact sourdough is just a process, yeah. you know, and basically what sourdough is, when somebody says sourdough is just a fermentation and you're fermenting flour, yeah. you know, which then again helps it break down easier and it breaks the gluten down in it and it makes it easier for it to digest. Um, and I think then it's just a, another good alternative, you know, to be able to go, we make donuts and we make, uh, say, the rolls and stuff and basically anything that we can possibly make out of it and we can ferment, will ferment, yeah. you know. And it's and the that's
1: original good. bread.
4: That's the way bread was made, unfortunately, and uh, you know, you, people think that this is an on-trend thing or this is a trendy thing that, that you know, it's just sourdough, um, or it's going through a phase. You know, this is just the way bread was made before yeast was invented, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, and it was just a fermentation and the byproduct of fermentation is CO2 and that's what helps your bread to rise phenomenal that that, actually, that the only three ingredients in that sourdough loaf is just flour, water, and salt and there's no other ingredients in it. And the actual flavour that you can actually create out of just having flour and water and salt together yeah. and giving it a little bit of time, you know, and caring for it. It's a bit like the Guinness ad, you know, as they always say, everything comes to he who waits, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's the exact same with this too. Yeah. This, I, I, this type of making bread is not for some, I, I, I people maybe who do know me, maybe would say I don't have a lot of patience, um, but when you it comes to, when it comes to doing this we yeah. do and when it comes to waiting for a pint of stout yeah. i'll have loads of patience yeah. as well
0: You're absolutely right well thank you so much sean it is wonderful wonderful bread the focaccia is stunning thank i just much. the chew on that is yeah. so satisfying love your buns as well i love your buns yeah. and uh, and your country leg. i mean the whole lot is absolutely but the ones i've tried are absolutely wonderful The focaccia the flavors on that are just incredible well thank, done thank you thank you very and much thank you very much for coming on. enjoy the rest of the day we all love a marshmallow. They're sticky, they're pillow like, and they're really, really delicious. And Ingrid knows how to make them. What I love about a marshmallow, oh, yours are exceptional, <laughs> is they bounce in your mouth. Don't yeah. they're, they're soft and pillow like, mm, and squidgy, and not too sweet, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Oh, they are so good. <laughs> Tell me, how did you start making them, though? Is it, it was lockdown, wasn't it?
5: Well, I started the business in lockdown, but I actually started making marshmallows 10 years ago. So this was whenever I was going through a a video, tricky stage in life and baking was my release. release. And I um, started off trying to make macaron. But epic fail after epic fail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I tried marshmallows and first time a treat. And yeah, I just loved the fact that they were so squishy and you showed it to someone, you gave them to someone and they they just lit up. They're like, oh my goodness, these, you know, it's, it's just such a lovely gift to give somebody. So that's what I did for 10 years. It was just for friends and family. Um, but then come 2020, start of the year, I was made redundant. Um, and then by the time COVID came, I was just, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, So making marshmallows was a wee bit of a sanity project initially. Do you tour a lot of markets? Do you do a lot of online?
0: How do you sell?
5: Um, Initially it was all online, so I'm not one of these people who has a real, you know, a retail store or a lot of retail, but I do have retail design experience, but not selling a product. So um, initially I was just all online, all social media, all you know it was it was a great time to be doing that because everybody was at home everyone was locked down people were looking for exciting things to buy to gift people because they couldn't see them so it really was the perfect opportunity um because we said you know send your loved ones a squishy hug yeah in the post, and yeah. we still do talk about squishy hugs um so it started off that way and then That got more difficult as we came out of lockdown, as you know, a lot more opportunities opened up for people to get out and do stuff, um, which is understandable. Um, So then, this time last year, I started to go out and do more events like this. And that's when you meet the best people. Like, you're, you're right next door to all these amazing producers. Everybody is so friendly and helpful, and I just learned so much from them, and I just love these events now. So now I do a mixture of both.
0: It's a lovely community, isn't it? Yeah. Producers, independent producers. They really are. Because I know how hard you will work. Because it's not just turning up, is it, with with your product and selling it to people. It's all the work you have to do beforehand. Yeah. Actually making the product. Yes. And making in time, judging how much you need spring as well. You yeah. Know, good to sell. So but I think you've almost sold out today, haven't you? It's been crazy busy here.
5: Yeah, it's been brilliant and I think um, this event has been brilliant because the food producers we're in the mix, like we're in with everything else going on. Sometimes you can be away out in a bit of a yeah. food annex, but this has been great just to be right in the thick of things. Yeah, you know. oh,
0: it's, and the atmosphere here, it's just been fantastic, hasn't it? I yeah. think everyone's very happy. I always say that people who like food are the best people to be around. You've always got a full tummy, your blood sugar's always great, and you're always happy. You know, there's, <laughs> you know you've got smiles on your faces, and everyone here, you can just tell, they've been having an absolute ball today. Yep. Yeah, including you.
5: What other flavours do you do? Because that was a vanilla one. That was vanilla. So basically my vanilla recipe forms the base of all the mallow flavours. So top sellers would be um, salt and caramel, um, Terry's chocolate orange, raspberry and white chocolate as well but I do like to like mix it up a wee bit and collaborate with um, I don't know if you know Chaka Kachina, she's a local um, producer, she makes Rayu but she makes a really beautiful lemon and fennel marmalade so I'm always up for trying oh, nice. different flavours but yeah. one thing I haven't mentioned is um, my new do product. You, I was going to say do you inject the marmalade in or do you make it no, in no, a mix? It's all. it's part of the process is um, so you've got the fluff stage where it's just basically fluffed up from nothing into this big blooming marshmallow but it's still warm so yeah. at that stage that's when you mix in whatever flavor you're adding right and um, what you can infuse infuse flavor into the syrup at the start but that's the fluff stage is when i would add in chocolate or like the marmalade because then it goes all melty and marbled through and that's nice. what makes it visually appealing as well as yeah. gets get the flavor in there yeah sorry i interrupted you what were you saying just before yeah. that um, yes, so last about this time last year I launched a new product called Wonder Fluff. So I don't know if you've heard of Marshmallow Fluff. Yes, I have, in yeah, a jar in America. Yeah, yeah, You get it in a jar and I don't know what they put in it, but it lasts at least a year in that jar. <laughs> Mine doesn't last that long, but it's really fluffy and you can spread it, you can spoon it. It's a, it's a totally different product in terms of texture, but you still get that lovely marshmallow taste. And I do a lot of different flavors with that as well. Oh, that's lovely.
0: It's great for icing cakes and as well, yeah, isn't it? Things decorating like
5: with, and you can put it in a piping bag and yeah. pipe it and torch it. That's the main thing because oh, you can make a real showstopper then. And you do s'mores as well, which yes. we all like s'mores, don't we?
0: Over you know over a bonfire or a fire pit, melting down your marshmallows. So you do kits.
5: Yeah, So at the likes of this, I will make s'mores fresh for people to eat on the go, but. One thing out that's been really successful on the website is um, toasting kits. So we started off with the original toasting kit where you get your marshmallows, your chocolate, your biscuits, your sticks, and a little gel burner. We then have a luxury edition where I've included Neary Nogs, who are also an amazing local producer there based down in the Mourns. So I include their hot chocolate house blend and honeycomb slates and strip waffles and that's just a wee bit more luxe. Well listen, thank you so much for
0: joining us and um, I'm, I hope everyone enjoyed all their marshmallows and you're just based over there, I know you still have some left so they yeah, need to hurry sad. over there and buy some and then they can take them home and give them to people or they find you online, Mallow online. Yep, yeah,
5: Malamakers.com. Just...
0: Perfect. Well thank you so much, for... Ingrid and um, yes, can we have a big round of applause please for Ingrid? I've tasted some delicious things in my time, but this ice cream was exceptional. Will Taylor and I had a lovely chat on the sofa all about his delicious ice cream that he makes, and it's Glastry Farm. A lovely welcome. Fantastic. Right, Will. Now, your ice cream that's coming on. What is the ice cream everyone's getting at the moment? Uh, what flavour is that? Okay,
6: I have uh, I've quite a number of sample, mini tubs of Yellow Man, honeycomb ice cream and as most of you, a local audience here would know, Yellowman is a unique product uh, to Northern Ireland and particularly uh, to Ballycastle. Uh, I trust Lottie that you'll maybe get an opportunity to sample some of it before you so. leave our shores. I hope so. They might, is,
0: there, what, is there one going? are they all gone? Oh, well, I'll come and get some from you, don't yeah. worry about it. So well, let's, let's hear a bit more about Gastery Farm. You're a dairy farmer
6: yeah, quite, uh, for quite
0: a long time.
6: Yeah, Lottie, quite a long time. As you can see close up, oh, I'm, I'm what you call- Not you, call, necessarily the what, farm. But <laughs> I'm not what you class as a spring chicken. Uh, Glastory Farm has been in the family since 1856. Yes. And uh, believe it or not, I'm not, I haven't been there since that, that time. <laughs> Uh, but I'm the fifth generation and already uh, the next generation has really effectively taken over the dairy herd and all things dairy and the responsibility of getting high quality milk from the dairy farm on one side of the farmyard to the dairy processing plant that is incorporated in the other side of the farmyard so it's quite a unique situation if you want to talk about zero food miles you're looking at
0: it i think it's amazing because you got the idea when you were on your tours around europe you know how let's diversify slightly and i remember when i was reading about you saying you didn't want to do cheese because you got a sweet tooth so you went down the ice cream route yeah, and and look how well I mean that's just it's just flourished and you now you started with vanilla didn't you because you wanted them to perfect the vanilla you a few technology guys uh, to I, do that as
6: you know Lottie uh, the experts uh, in in good food and particularly an ice cream uh, they ask for a little spoonful of vanilla and really that's the benchmark yeah. for everything else that you're going you're going to produce and at the moment we have something like. About 16 flavours uh, in in ice cream, but I think we're we're now our consumer analysis and looking at what consumer needs, and and particularly if I might say so, the female population of that uh, it's very definite, it's quite clear cut. It's low fat, low sugar. Uh, they want more fibre and obviously they don't want processed product so that's what we have got so the big growth area for us Lottie uh, in the last four or five years has been to produce exactly that so our uh, sorbet range uh, is growing about 20% on year year by year and uh, we we, we have some added benefits in terms of uh, inclusion of omega-3 and so on in, in, in those products, but uh, uh, maybe the people here may not appreciate the, 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 the after effects of that yeah. I think you will in that here's a dairy farm uh, uh, that has 300 pedigree cows and uh, uh, you know, we're producing a vegan vegetarian sorbet <laughs> and, and, and Lottie, do I have to go out some morning and tell these four-legged girls cross your legs I don't need you anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh never never (laughs) never I think I think well I think you're absolutely right about ice cream and people not wanting too much nonsense put into it yeah because I think that's what's happened for so long you know people have just with different ice creams they're full of corn syrup and they're full of all these other additives which are unnecessary. Do You want to taste the milk, because yeah. obviously your cows are wonderful and they're well looked after, so they're going to produce delicious milk. Yeah. That's what you want to taste. Yeah. Yeah. You want that milky creaminess, yeah. not too much sugar, just enough to you know sweeten it, and then all the lovely fruits that you put in it. And you were telling me the story about all the vanilla beans that you're using now from Madagascar. You're getting direct from the farmers, so yeah. there's no uh, machetes involved and shotguns apparently. <laughs> Yeah. It's quite dodgy in the vanilla world, isn't it? It's not it, easy. It
6: is. Yeah. Um yeah. so
0: I think it's I think what you're producing is obviously doing incredibly well. Uh-huh. And um and it's because it's so pure and well made. And what did you think? those were is it delicious? Is it best ice cream ever? Sure. Yes. It's a, and that's the honeycomb one. What did you call it? The the
6: Yellow Man.
0: Yellow man. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you call honeycomb in up around here. That's right. Yeah. It? Yeah. I've, yeah. Never, I've never heard that before.
2: Yeah.
6: Our range of products has been expanded by one lot of, uh, in, in in the last two or three months. You will be familiar with WWT Wildlife Trust. Yeah, they have they uh, have units over yeah. England, mainland England yeah. and Scotland. I thought you were
0: talking about a product, a food
6: product. <laughs> WWT, I think. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> well, there's. Uh, a, The Northern Ireland WWT is just about five miles down the road from where we are sitting. And uh, they have an orchard, uh, which has about two dozen of the indigenous original apple trees that uh, have been grown in Ireland over the last century. They've pulled them all together into this quite unique orchard. Uh, They challenged us last year, take the produce, if you can turn it into an ice cream oh, wow. so uh, they set to it and with the help of uh, the guy who i was working with about uh, a half an hour ago uh, the head of the Southeastern eastern uh, hospitality and tourism college we have come up with a toffee apple ice cream and uh, there's quite a number of Customers here today who have tasted it for the first time, wow. uh, but we're we're pretty hopeful that it has all the push points that uh, will make it a successful product.
0: Well, thank you so much, Will, for, okay, for coming it. and sitting on the sofa. It's been really interesting to talk to you about not only your ice cream but just all your experience and the farming and everything and just generally meeting you because you're lovely you're <laughs> lovely like every other producer i have on the sofa today you're all really really lovely to be okay, around okay well yeah. look
6: i trust that you enjoy your time in northern oh, ireland we will and yeah. uh, that that it will excite you to come back and come Definitely. in amongst us and Definitely. you'll be you'll certainly be very welcome
2: paula
0: paula paula my mate paula mcintyre she bought me some beautiful gin to the sofa and i had a little tipple and it was completely delicious here we are chatting about it. If you like Gin, please come and join us because we're now going to talk, Gin, with a wonderful lady who I know you all know because her face has been on the posters all around Comba, <laughs> can I say. Everywhere you turn, I can see you on the posters.
1: Total <laughs>
0: <shot>. <laughs> Anyway, please come and join us because I'm now going to be talking to the brilliant Paula McIntyre. Can you please put your hands together and give a big welcome here on the Meet the Producers stage? Thank you, thank you very much, thank you go. Lobby. Right. Have you been a busy bunny? Yes, I uh-huh. You We're haven't cooking. stopped since I saw you this morning. No, no,
1: it's been good, but it's great, it's brilliant to see so many people, you know.
0: It's a- it's just the most wonderful atmosphere today, yep, isn't it? it's fantastic, isn't it? I, guess I just think everyone I've looked at, everyone's got a smile on their face. They're all happy because people who like food as we know are always the best people to be yes, around. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: and they've all got full tummies. They might have been to the bar, and the had bar a The bar is good.
1: Yes. It's a good bar. Yeah. I've loved over Swiss, there myself. Yes. Yeah.
0: Swift pint over there or yeah. something. But anyway, we're going to talk about about you. And um, briefly, I just want to explain how we know each other because we we go back a bit, don't we? Yeah, we do. So Paula and I were on a show. I don't know if any of you remember a show called Ready, Steady, Cook. Yeah, it was all... Yeah, okay. So pre-Ainsley, it was when Fern Britton was hosting it. And Fern Britton um, did it in sort of the 90s. And that's when we met, wasn't it?
1: So it was, I think it was 1999. Yeah. yeah so I, we, we did it. I did it twice. Um, you did it four times, I think. Four yeah. times, yes. And the thing was with this really great producer that wanted to introduce, introduce women... And that was great. And then they moved her to changing rooms and we all got dumped. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> they went back to the men. I mean, you know. It was the 90s. You know, it was the 90s. it to dump women men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't happen now, would it? No, would We'll be saying no. But yeah, so we, we met there. We met over the years at various you know, festivals, really. Yeah, and And, yeah. Food, and um, recently a chatted to you on our podcast because we have a podcast called Truly Scrumptious. So, I don't know if any of you listen to podcasts, but if you look at it on Apple or Spotify, it's called Truly Scrumptious. It's all about food festivals. It's all about lovely food people, Mm -hmm. friends, you know, everyone that we know we work with. It's a great
1: podcast. you,
0: thank you. Do you know the one, your episode I had with you, I haven't said this yet, was the most popular. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the most listened to um, one, was with you. There we go.
1: Yeah, you should listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A b- <laughs> Maybe have a gin when you're
0: listening to it. Yes. So, the reason that you're here, Paula, is we're talking
1: about oh, yeah. your new gin. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is so it. this is a gin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Paula McEntire's Shameless gin. plug. So I, I, think it's, it's quite summery. Yeah. Because it's all the flavours of summer, yeah. like elderflower right. and a meadow and yeah. the end of the gorse. So, um, but I, I think it's nice. It's just a nice. I like gorse with, um, actually, do you know what? I have a few e recipe cards, and if, if you want to come down, when I'm doing my next demo, and about, I'll, I'll give you a few recipe cards as well. I should have brought them. That's really beautiful. It's nice, isn't
0: it? I'm, I'm really, really pleased with it. Yeah. Do you know, it, it's creamy, Yeah. I've never... Sometimes gin can be really harsh and, and um quite astringent. Yeah. But this is very creamy and soft. It's there's, mellow. It's there's buckwheat
1: in the you put some buckwheat in with the with the distil- distillation process in. and it kind of gives you that nice velvety mouth, mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. Velvety will be velvety using mouthfeel. that again. We're,
0: we're talking judging now. Yeah. But when you're judging it's always about the mouthfeel. mouthfeel isn't yeah, it? And yeah. it has it has got. That sort of creamy, yeah. silky mm-hmm. mouthfeel. And it it lingers as well. It's got a long finish.
1: Yeah. There's a wee bit of ginger in it, and I think you get that bit of ginger at the end as well.
0: I think you may be quite a friendly one.
1: Yeah, it is a friendly it one. It's very friendly one. It's quite... I always... What I've been doing now is I've been tasting other people's gins, and yeah. I try them neat, just a wee bit. Yeah. Because it really, you know, over just over-ice. Yeah. And... I've actually, the first time I tasted it, when it had been sitting, you know, for about six weeks, mm. and they brought it round to the house, and I brought a few friends that I know that like gin. That was, I have to cat that at 10 people, because a <laughs> whole of Port Stewart have been round. You haven't been to Port Stewart, Lottie? No. It's the alcohol centre of the universe. <laughs> yes, yes. When I first moved back up there, right, everybody that came round to the house, I said, oh, would you like a cup of tea? Because I lived in Lisbon. And well, my relatives are a wee bit older, and when they yeah. came in to me, it was a wee cup, cup of, tea of tea or coffee. Yeah, and then one of my friends said, Paula, we don't, we don't do tea in Porch Church. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I had to get Prosecco in, you know, apparently that's a thing. Now I just pull the curtains over a lot,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> ignore them. <laughs> I've
0: got it lying under the yeah, windowsill. Yeah.
1: Now it's bad that I have gin in the house. <laughs>
0: so you can find that all your friends have multiplied as well. Oh yes, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot
1: of, of yes, a lot of people yeah. happen to just be casually walking past. <laughs> yeah,
0: popping in, pretty, yeah. it really is, is actually a very very beautiful gin. Is it's, it's mellow. Yeah. It's the way too described because as I said, sometimes it can be really astringent and kind of hit the back of your throat. This doesn't it sort of just fills your mouth with yeah. a lovely sort of silky covering. I mean, oh, I, I'm thinking for a better word really, but.
1: Good, excellent does anybody get to try it there did you like it yeah you like it yeah Have you good.
0: liked it? good delicious slip it? if you want bit- it if
1: you want to try it actually Iris McBride is over in the bar and Iris will she's,
0: making she's doing, she's
1: making it with ice which is <laughs> Excellent, awesome. and, and a slice of uh, pink grapefruit juice. And that's
0: what—that's your serve. That's the
1: serve, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think it's wonderful. But I've got
1: a couple of cocktail recipes. So uh, in the over in the in the food area, mm-hmm. when I'm, I'll do a demo probably at about just before four. Yeah. If you want to come over, I'll throw out a few recipe cards, oh, and you brilliant. can
0: they can yeah. make, mix their own yeah well, i think it's really beautiful paula thank and you very and i think it's a wonderful thing <laughs> to do very briefly i just want to say you're going to be back at home kitchen aren't you um, yeah we'll ju-
1: we just finished filming last week brilliant so that's another series and this one's a bit different because we did a out and about bit uh so there's a middle section sort of like a barbecue bit wow. so just to so sort of grilling and then we're uh, involving young people They're ticking boxes, Young people outside grilling, you know. (laughs) So, but yeah, so that'll be out in the autumn. Yeah, Yeah. it's still available on the iPlayer if anybody wants to see it. I've
0: watched all of them. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was so cosy. Yeah. And your food is delicious. Well, I enjoyed doing
1: it. You know, um, it was just really good fun. You know, to do. You know, it's a nice thing. Unexpected at my age, but anyway. No, oh, stop. no. We're, they're always looking for twenty euros and TV. So I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, embracing this, it, oh, just living it. Yeah, it's oh, fantastic. Oh, and this gin is amazing. Thank you,
0: lovely. Thank you. It's lovely to see you again. And I have to say, I've got to thank Paula, or maybe you won't thank Paula for this, but actually, Paula got me this gig. Oh yes, you did. Yeah,
1: yeah Paula yeah. suggested. Well, she's been brilliant, I'm hasn't she?
0: Oh,
3: bless so, you. Yeah, thank no, you, lovely. Yeah, I
1: always brilliant. like it when people come over here. Because I think we we can sort of be a wee bit self-deprecating at times, but you know when we, you come over here and think this is just such a brilliant festival, it's the food here is lovely, yeah. and it's just nice to get endorsement from somebody from outside. So yeah. thank you. Oh, um, it, I think, you it's know, a total
0: it's a total pleasure because I mean I just think everyone is smiling. Everyone I've met is so lovely. None of you are grumpy. You're all having a fantastic time. And have you tried the scampi? Who's had yeah, the scampi? Yeah. Oh, they're so sweet and juicy. we just? John just bought um, some scampi over. But yeah. it, well, you know, you just it's all lovely. There's so much for the family to do here. There's music. There's kids stuff. There's you doing amazing things. Yeah, you're coming
1: to Shirt, and chew, so yes. they'll Gather up a few grumpy people for you. <laughs> Show me the other side of Northern Ireland. Oh, I
0: don't yeah. believe you. Don't believe it for a minute. We were staying down in uh, Dan Patrick yes. last night in Valley Moat House. Lovely. Lovely little place. And we ate it at, in Dundrum at the Morn um, Seafood Bar. I had, I think I said this earlier, I had some um, langoustines and I th- with garlic butter. And I thought it was just going to be one or two. There was a bowl. It was heaving. And the garlic butter was incredible. And I became quite feral <laughs> when I was eating it. You know, when you're just <laughs> ripping them apart and you're soaking up the butter. <laughs> Oh, my God, it was amazing. Oh, we, do,
1: we do fantastic seafood you here. Really doing, do. Yeah. Yeah, we do, yeah. Fresh and
0: beautiful. Well, anyway, yeah. thanks, my Just darling. Just like us, darling. You've got to go and... <laughs> Just like us. <laughs> With
1: fresh. the tongue firmly in the cheek. <laughs> fresh.
0: beautiful. Um, yes. I've got to
1: go and um bring this gin back to Iris McBride okay. so she can make cocktails with it. Oh you see I was
0: gonna I was going to actually blackmail you for this oh, no, but no, no chance. Alright then. Oh you fine. could
1: actually you could blackmail <laughs> I me. Could. Yes. No, Tuesday. <laughs> I've got your gin on Tuesday. Oh Tuesday, yeah, so okay. Don't, yeah Oh really Don't tell me. them about Giorgio Locatelli. I won't tell okay, them. No, about, about Giorgio Locatelli and you don't talk about it.
0: Nothing about Giorgio Locatelli. You won't mention Giorgio Locatelli. No, Do you no. know Giorgio Locatelli? No. The Italian yeah. chef with the curly hair and the look upon him that makes a woman feel very, very, very beautiful. He has the ability to look at you. I know. And when he's looking at you, the whole world just goes out of focus. It's yeah. all about you and Giorgio. Or should I say Paula and Giorgio? But I spent
1: a day with Giorgio. Don't ask. Don't ask. Mm. And he took me back to his restaurant and he fed me. And I just, I mean, I've, I had to stop myself from stalking him. You know what <laughs> I but it was just a bit, it was the best day ever. Did I remember I was sitting in the tube beside Giorgio and thinking, I would have said, Everybody, this is me with Giorgio. Everybody <laughs> made it a microphone, didn't I? But you it was were lovely
0: lying across his lap as and he I was <laughs> feeding you. <laughs> he didn't actually want you on his lap, but you were just lying <laughs> across <laughs> Georgia and Locatelli. He is actually, I remember watching him cook. He was on stage, he's with such it, a and, lovely
1: cook, isn't oh, he? He, he was. He
0: was watching I know, him. I He know. was just so precise and beautiful the way he moved around the kitchen. I it was know. quite mesmerizing. Yes. Not like me, I'm like uh, hobbling along. <laughs> oh <sweating>. <laughs> <He's>
1: <laughs> Anyway, we're getting carried away. Paula yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But
0: anyway, Paula, everyone's gonna buy you gin. That's okay. a
1: must. Okay. Okay. Everyone's
0: gonna now watch you on the demo. Everyone's gonna watch you on your second series, Homey Kitchen. In fact, everyone's just gonna watch you because you're absolutely gorgeous. Thank you, me. darling. Thank you. Laurie. Thank you for coming on the stage. Big round of applause, big Paula McIntyre. Ireland is beautiful. The food is scrumptious and the producers some of the nicest people we've met. John and I had a ball. The Comba Earls Potato Festival is so well organised and the team behind it friendly, efficient and top of their game. We'll be back yes, roll on June the 22nd 2024 for another brilliant celebration of this delicious potato. Next time on Truly Scrumptious it's all about Tame Food Festival. <laughs> like listening to our podcast we just love producing it if you think you know someone that would enjoy listening to it too please share and pass on please like and follow us on the platform you listen with we are on instagram truly scrumptious podcast and of course there are our festivals where this podcast stems from bradford and avon food and drink festival and tame food festival website links are on our profile but just google them and you'll find us and buy tickets to visit thanks again for listening